corruption-accused ANC former Itegwini Mayor Zandile Gomede has blamed the media for her removal as mayor. She told ENCA the media had gone out of their way to make sure that she as the first female mayor of Itegwini uh, was going to have her name tarnished. And she went on to say the media has an agenda against women. But many ordinary South Africans are wondering how she's managed to get back into the KwaZulu-Natal legislature while fraud and corruption charges are hanging over her head. Political analyst Olani Dube, who's a senior researcher at the Kobera Institute for Research and Development joins me on the line to unpack this now. Good afternoon to you, Kolani, and thanks for your time today. Firstly, how much merit is there in Zandile Gomedi's claims that the media have targeted her as the first female mayor in that region? I, I think it's just is uh, using that as a scapegoat. She's using the issue of gender as a scapegoat. I don't think that she, it was a, a, a rightful uh, strategy. Uh, for her to use it because she, to a certain extent he is trying to put the media as if he's against the, 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 the women empowerment in our country of which I don't think that is the case. I, I think what we as South Africans need to really scrutinize is her character, is her conduct, is her behavior, is her accountability as a mayor as a former mayor of Etagwin, and also to look at the case that currently she is supposed to answer. Well, the party argues it's doing nothing illegal by swearing her in because she's not been found guilty of any crime. Is that a fair justification? Look, you know, the morals and ethics of the ANC, I believe that it is very twisted, you know. ANC is an organization that got some of the best uh, <laughs> policies and rules and, 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 and how its members are supposed to conduct uh, themselves when they are occupying certain uh, offices. But the politics of factionalism, simple supersede and destroy all of this immaculate document that the ANC always uh, think that we, I mean, the leaders of the ANC need to subscribe to. And so I think here what we are seeing is the politics of factionalism and the, it, it's taking its toll. And those who are at the receiving end is us, the ordinary citizens. I want to ask you about this. The president has been speaking out against corruption and unethical behavior very publicly, as we know, particularly in regard to these PPE scandals, Kalani. But the party on the ground is reacting very differently to that to the suspicion of that uh, that wrongdoing. Is there a faction that's deliberately flouting the ANC president's orders, or is this simply the way the ANC does business now? Look, you, you have to understand that the the, the, the person who who got, uh, how can I put it, the person who is like Cyril Ramaphosa, who is the president of the ANC, himself as well, is someone that is no longer having a moral authority to the South Africans, because even himself, even himself, is highly tainted. He's someone we as the public, we have lots of questions about his high, I mean, his rise to become the president of the ANC. Remember the scandal of Bosasa. Remember his... Uh, 
uh, his relationship with the so-called the Minerals Energy Complex, who funded him to become the president of the ANC, and also how he has been shielding some of the people who are in his faction who are being suspected of the corruption. And look, currently, that our country, its deputy president, is someone when you go to, I mean, to Mbumalanga, people they tell you some most of the frightening stories, and so. That's why I'm saying the rot in the ANC is entrenched. I think the issue of corruption has been institutionalized. And so whatever that they say to the public about corruption and about moral and ethics, they are just saying it so that they give us comfort and we think that they will be doing something. But the action speaks louder than we I mean, it's unfortunate that, of course, there's there's an entire province that's being overseen by the KZN legislature. What should citizens do? Should they want to act against Zandile Gomede's appointment there? Look, I, I don't think that the ANC is the majority in, 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 in KZN legislature. And so I don't think that they will ever act against her because, look, these are the same people who prey on us. These are the same folks who hunt together. And so they are not going to betray each other yet. But possibly at a certain time, they might betray her. But for now, I think they need Zandile because Zandile represents a very strong section in the province. And also, her ascendancy to that position, I think it speaks volume about the power balance in the ANC at the national level as well. Just expand on that for me for a moment, please, because it seems like she, you, you talk about her importance nationally, but we know she's, she's already got an incredible support on the ground in, in terms of the branches as well, doesn't she? Look, you have to understand that the power of the ANC is there in the branches, you know, and it's not at the national level, it's in the branches. And so Mamos and section, everyone knows that he was, she is very sympathetic to Jacob Zuma. And Jacob Zuma is kind of a godfather of the South African politics. He is, is the shadow that is, that is resisting to, to move away from the ANC, of which is very impossible to kill your own shadow. And so I think that the rise of Mamos is the indication that Jacob Zuma and his faction, they are becoming powerful in the ANC, they are starting to dictate terms in the ANC, and here we are seeing a very interesting revelation that President Cyril Ramaphosa and his faction, it seems as if they are at the receiving end within the ANC political power scramble. So how are we going to see this play out in the next few months, Kalani? Uh, because we, we know we're coming up for a local government election as well. Do you see the ANC just turning a blind eye to this, the, the mother body that is, and just allowing the KZN uh, branch to do as it pleases, uh, simply because, you know, if, if for, for the sake of the numbers game that elections are, it, it must be left alone to uh, maintain that support and grow it in the next few months? Look, you, you have to understand, as I'm saying, the ANC is like the den of hate, you know. And so if you start to say you have to remove this one because it is tainted, how many others are going to be removed? That's the biggest question. That's why I'm saying these guys are going to protect her because they know that they are not different from her. But coming to the issue of the, of the local government election, ANC is serving this arrogance that's saying, the people of South Africa are the hostage 
of the historical liberation sentiments. But I think that South Africans being the hostage of the liberation sentiment is starting to evaporate. We have seen it in Tswane, we have seen it in, 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 in Nelson Mandela, we have seen it in Johannesburg. But the question that you have to ask ourselves is, who is really behind the ANC's arrogance? That is the most important question that we as South Africans, we have to ask ourselves. Thank you so much for speaking to me this afternoon, Kalani Dubey. He's a senior researcher at the Kubera Institute for Research and Development.